Hey, and welcome to Mayor Studies, the podcast about John Mayer songs. I'm your host, Jill, who forgot to put up the post about, is it annoying when I giggle? I just listened to last week's episode, and I'm Lucas, and I saw that you, or I saw, I saw on the podcast, I heard on the podcast where you said giggle poll, and you're like, I'm not going to remember that, but, and yeah, there we go. I told the truth. I wrote it down to do after we record this, so there's a 40% chance. Yep. Hey, welcome to episode 16 of Mayor Studies. Today is Jill's pick. It is. This is a momentous day. It the is. community has been waited with bated breath. Bated breath. For 16 whole episodes. I can't believe we've done 16 episodes. Isn't honestly. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Walt Grace's Submarine Test 1967. Yeah, we are. January 1967. Yeah, I'm already we blown are. It. Oh my god. I have to say, I was so excited about this until the last two days when we got so many comments and DMs of people saying how excited they were. Nice. So now where I feel immense pressure. Oh, you. Except for they said the sweetest things. Like I said, I hope I don't cry. Oh, it's okay if you do. Oh, we feel the same as you. We can't wait. And so I feel like the love, uh-huh. but I don't want to let anybody down. No, the love and support is unconditional from this community they will love you no matter what it has been fun so before we get into it i do want to get into it right away because we have a lot of feedback to get oh okay we have to talk about john in the news first a bit of housekeeping okay which is that at erica jenny sent me a suggestion for the podcast which i love and i meant to talk to you about first but yeah it's important (laughs) that we talk about this on air for the first time that's great yeah she thinks we should have a new segment called flashback comments and i agree with her where, like, when we argued about the 10 and 2, like, what does it mean? And mm-hmm. then I got all these great DMs. Why We, we oh, really trusted a little bit. Right. But where, and she's making a good point, where we just kind of move on. We might be discussing it on the gram. Right. But we're not discussing it up top. So I think we're going to insert that as needed. Okay. Um, before we go into John and the news moving forward. So thank you, at Erica Jenny. And we're not doing it today because I just got your DM about two hours ago. <laughs> not prepared. Now to John in the news. Oh, man. First of all, I just opened Instagram before this episode. You, I was sitting next to you when it happened. And the gasp, <laughs> the shriek that came out it's of your body was like, oh. Andy Cohen posted a picture at dinner with John Mayer. And John is looking very ravishing. He is ravishing. He is so handsome. I almost wish he hadn't cut his hair. Because then I wouldn't spend so much time worrying about how handsome he is. And then I started to get jealous about the person whose arm was touching his. Oh, yeah. And then you realized it was a mirror. It was a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> he used his own arm. Um, and uh, I did love Andy's comment on the picture where he said 10 out of 10 would smash or something to that effect. Yeah. Double tap. Agree. Yeah. Um, so the John in the news has to do with Andy because John was the bartender on Watch What Happens Live. How fun. When two of the stars from Below Deck were on. I think we already talked about that we don't watch that show. I don't even know what Below Deck is. A reality show about oh, okay. people who cook and work on um, like a, a boat. No, oh, okay. <laughs> it's Below Deck. Um, and Do they work on a submarine? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Right? Oh, it's nautical though. Yeah. How appropriate. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the girl's name was, but like he was flirting with her a little bit, so I didn't love that. Um, But he admitted, and this is where it's going to get sad, so I don't want anybody to cry because I know how you feel, but he admitted that the reason he cut his hair Mm -hmm. was because Andy had been just bothering him incessantly about it, shooting down my theory that maybe he listens to the podcast, and he hasn't done a live as I requested, so I guess he isn't listening to us yet. If you have a suggestion how to get John's attention, get him on the podcast, I'm going to put that on... (laughs) I'm going to try to remember to put that as a, right. a question box. John, if you listen to the podcast, play a Dead & Co show. <laughs> no, the tortoise ended. You clapped. Did it? Yes. Oh. 
<laughs> Definitely by the time this airs. So perfect then. So yes, yeah, right on track. Perfect. Um, so that is all. Oh, and uh, John and Andy had a like flirtatious back and forth mm-hmm. that I didn't love because I can't stand anyone flirting with him. Male, female, it doesn't matter. Do you think it's just like such a part of his person- persona and his personality that it's just like... Flirts with everything. Do you think he thinks of it as flirting or is he, do you think he just thinks of it as like, this is just who I am? I think it is a game mm-hmm. and it's a challenge mm-hmm. because even the way he was kind of flirting with the girl whose name I don't know because there was two, one mm-hmm. who was like a little bit older than one that's more John's age or probably younger. It was more like... I don't know how to describe it. I didn't walk away thinking, oh, he's so interested in her. Right. I walked away thinking, well, he just wanted to make sure she was interested in him and also that he could display how interesting he is. Yep. But I don't think he's, you know, met the one or anything. Right. And I don't think anything happened after that. But maybe I'm wrong. That's that's the vibe I get from him. Would you think that's accurate? I do 100% agree with everything that you said. Tell him Yep, there you go. Because he'll already know I like him. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. If he's listened to the podcast, it's embarrassing. Okay, so song bio, Lucas. So this is off Born and Raised. We've done a couple of songs off of Born and Raised mm-hmm. now. So if you want to know the whole story about the album, you can refer to either any of those previous songs. I think Shadow Days we did. And yeah. if I ever get around to living... Um, so instead, I want to talk about more specific to this song. Um, so this song was created on a guitar that the only thing he's ever done on this guitar is write this song. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a baritone 12-string resonator. It's a very old-timey sounding guitar. He said, uh, I've heard John talk about it. He did like a thing where he's going through all his guitars. Mm-hmm. And he picked it up and he's like, the first time I picked up this guitar, I played... And he goes into the opening lick of Walt Grace. And mm. he's like, this lick sounds very boring on every other guitar. But on this guitar, I was like, oh, there's something there. And he's like, I wrote this song on it. I bring this guitar out to play it on the road. Oh, wow. And that's the that's only it. thing this guitar has ever done. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so there's, a, as, as with all things John Mayer, there's deep lore around this guitar and everyone mm. trying to figure out exactly what model and serial number and dating it and all that kind of stuff. I'm not but, worried about that. Yeah. It's one of his, he, he travels with like 200 guitars. Oh my, that yeah. seems excessive, right? Yeah, he has these giant rolling cases. They're basically like like walk-in closets that uh-huh. just open up and it's just walls. Why would you need two in case you give one away like he did at that one show? I don't know. He's like, he says, uh, like one of them that he pulled out was like his... Uh, serial number one like his signature series guitar mm-hmm. and he's like I don't play it it just travels with me so I don't understand yeah. anything about that although sometimes when I go on vacation I bring more shoes than I know I'm gonna need that's oh, okay. like two more shoes yeah that's about as close as I can get there you go <laughs> Um, and so th- this song is completely written in third person. It's mm-hmm. the only song of his that you consider like a fully fictional song. Right? I don't think he could ever write another one because you can't top this. Uh, I'm sure he could do it. I don't mm. want to limit my guy John. I don't He's very know. talented. But he, he he played the lick. The lick came first. The guitar mm-hmm. lick came first. And he said it sounded kind of nautical. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of launched him into this idea about writing a song about a guy who is in a submarine. And it's you know, you know completely unique song in his canon because uh, it's the one where he's talking about this fictional person who he doesn't exist, by the way, for those of you who are curious. Yeah, I think a lot of people would yeah. reference, like, oh, I had to look up if he was real. I thought it was just me. And then you said it, and I right. felt, like, so good. And then other people said it, too. Yeah, so Walt Grace is not a real person, although we will tap into later on there may be some mm. borrowing from actual real-life historical person. Really? Yes. Okay. My research is deep. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he wrote this song and he he loves it, and it, it has kind of a ambiguous ending. 
I don't think that it does, but okay. The, the internet Some is believe yes. it has an ambiguous ending, and we will talk about that later on. Yes, we will. Yes. So there you go. There's Walt Gray Submarine Test, January 1967. Well done. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna talk about versions, and I just am so excited to talk about this first. I went a full six months thinking this song had a video. Really? If you go into not Instagram, if you go to YouTube and you type it in, mm-hmm. a video comes up that's like animated. Okay. And, but, and I know that makes it sound terrible, but mm-hmm. in the most beautiful way, like a storybook, almost like a pop-up book, you would have oh, to wow. watch it and understand it. And I watched it and it had so many views and it was so well done mm-hmm. that I just assumed it was the video. And then I made my coworker watch it, mm-hmm. who doesn't like John Mayer. I was like, this is my favorite song right now. And he's an artist. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you're really gonna like this video because of the art, please watch it. He watches it, he now thinks that this is the video. Oh wow. So I go to look it up to watch it again to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Why isn't it on John Mayer's YouTube page? That's because it's a fan-made video. That's great. Check this out. Mm. Three people sent me DMs about how this song has a video, and it doesn't. Wow. So they think that video is the video, too, but it's not, guys. So whoever what? did the art there, man, that's a great job by them. Right? right? I should probably shout them out, but I didn't come that prepared. Oh. So there is a lyric video. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. artists do that that's on John's page. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were talking about the lyric video, but some of the things that they said in the DM made me think they were confused like I was. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like a fake fan. And I'm like, this is my favorite song, and I can't wait to talk about it. And this whole, all these months, I thought a video was a video, and it wasn't. You know, that's going to happen increasingly to us as it's getting easier and easier to fake things due to new technology. Well, I think you're going to say it's getting older, and I was like, I no. know. Sometimes my parents fall for stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff that's. I think constantly every day, I feel like I have to fact check stuff, and you yeah, know, be yeah. accurate. Um. So I also wanted to say that while we're talking about versions, my favorite is when I saw him perform it live at the forum. Yeah. It just was like lightning in a bottle. Perfect yeah. time. I just got introduced to the song and I felt like it was just for me. What about you? Well, yeah, I listened to a, a num- numerous versions of it um, on YouTube of just, mm-hmm. you know, basically him doing it solo. Um, I've I, only ever heard him doing it yeah. solo. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I listened to a whole bunch of them, not because I thought he was going to play it any different, but I'm always looking for, like, Something. the best place to get John Mayer news is from John Mayer, like, before or well, after obviously. a song. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes he'll throw some stuff in, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll come back to that. To some yes, we will. In there. You're okay, aware of it? Okay. I almost sent it to you, but I was like, nah, nope, she doesn't find it on her own. Yep, yeah. she doesn't find it on her own, then I will. Um, and it's great. Uh, I, I, I love live. When I saw him do it live at the forum, it was great. It was very, really beautiful. Um, but... I, I got to talk about why I like the uh, album version. Okay. Because before we were recording, I was in here like tapping out a drum beat, right? Yes. And like the drums to that song are kind of insane. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have ever come up with them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a like uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy like marching off to fight in the you okay, know that's in the fair. in the army yeah. in like the eighteen hundreds vibe. Like the drums on it is just I picture like picture like one of those like old school like continental army marching drums snares mm-hmm. that he's playing on um it's just like no part of it is reminiscent of like any sort of like typical drum beat that you would hear in pop music mm-hmm. um so I, I i love aaron sterling on the drums just in case uh you guys care about that sterloid at instagram he's one of my favorite drummers um, <laughs> you're plugging his instagram yeah, stars yeah. i think he's fine <laughs> and I, I, I it makes sense when you listen to the guitar riff i imagine he just like listened to it and like let me come something with kind of hits that nautical yeah. kind of feel yeah it always amazes me when you talk about it how there's nothing there's just thin air and then people get together yeah. and just make music i don't yeah. it's so mind-boggling it's, to me. it's insane in a really great way it is all right so song meaning oh boy first let me talk about 
why I chose this song. Yeah. If that's okay. It, it's not. So we need to move on. <laughs> no, people people DM me to quit apologizing about talking about my personal life too. So exactly. I feel really like validated. Just in general in life, you could apologize less. Just... <laughs> but that, actually, that's something I should work on. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I did it on purpose. Okay, so um, <laughs> here's my history with this song. So I had heard the title. This yes. is a very judging a book by its cover, so I'm embarrassed. Yes. And I was like, John. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. No. Yeah. I'm not going to learn the history of submarines. I, I had a very similar response. So. <laughs> Why were we so angry? I, was, I, was, I wasn't angry. I was angry. You took that a little too far. I was, I was like, just like, oh, I'm not really You know, I don't have time for this. I'm trying to listen to, you know, Edge of Desire for the 400th time. Uh -huh. I can't listen to submarines. Somehow it fell on my radar because I think someone wrote something about him performing it at the very start of this last tour. And I was like, you know what? I'm a fake fan, mm -hmm. judging a book by its cover. L let me learn how submarines were built, because okay. that's what I thought was going to happen. Right. And I listened to it, and I was just like, from the very start, because it's almost like a lullaby, mm -hmm. has a lullaby quality, and I'm going to describe the sleepy, maybe, okay. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this is different. Why, why, why am I such a hater? Mm -hmm. And when he says that all he had was the will to work hard in the library cart, I started mm -hmm. crying. Mm. And I was like, why am I crying? Yeah. What's wrong with me? So I just chalked it up to, I don't know, PMS or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, that song's a bomb, so I'm going to listen to it again. And it was like a light cry. It was like I just felt choked up. Yeah. And then I felt so validated when, mm -hmm. in my opinion, Walt was successful with his voyage. Uh -huh. and okay, his, so your, your opinion is out, is out there. My You're, opinion, which is a fact, mm -hmm. is that Walt Gray survived. The fact he's that dead this now. fictional character. He's dead now, but he 67. survived. Yeah, so I was very, never once in my mind did I question whether this man survived or not. Mm -hmm. So then I listened to it a second time and a third time, and all of a sudden I am like crying, crying. Wow. Like I am, and I... There's only one song that I can think of, and it's from Wicked, mm -hmm. that just, I know, will automatically just make me Is sob. it for good? Of course it's for good. <laughs> Wait, what do you think it was popular? <laughs> for good? That's a really Dear good song. Dear old shiz. <laughs> this is so, no one's going to get this. <laughs> well, I guess Wicked's I'm, pretty popular. Obviously, there's some carryover between John Mayer fans and musical fans, because yeah. we're having this conversation right now, right? Well, so. I wanted John Mayer to have a musical, and he actually referenced that he thought this song would make a good movie. Oh. Okay. Not a musical. Maybe he said musical. I don't know. It's deeper in my notes. Anyway, so I'm crying, and I can't figure out why, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, this Walt guy seems very wholesome, and I'm happy for him. Mm -hmm. I don't like that his wife didn't support him, by mm -hmm. the way. But I also don't love that he abandoned his family. It's complicated. Yeah. I am a hot mess, and mm -hmm. I have no idea why. And that illustrates how amazing this song is, because mm -hmm. when we get into lyrics, I think I'll save it for that, mm -hmm. I realized that accidentally, because John's never met me, mm -hmm. he made like a, it's, it's about me. Wow. Yeah. And so it was striking all these chords, even though it's talking about a submarine, of things that happened to me in my life, and I was listening to it not even knowing that's why I was crying, right. and that I knew how this man's felt until mm -hmm. like three or four hours later when I put it all together, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Oh. How do you not love someone who writes like, oh, I digress. <laughs> so that's why I chose this song, and I wanted to do it up top, because I was really into it when we started the podcast. Yeah, and I'm pushing you. you off. No, that I, I was agree like, with It's you. so deep, because I had totally, like you, I had ignored this song yeah. until you. And mm -hmm. so you were like, you have to listen to the song. So I listened to it, I think, once before I saw him live. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, okay, this, is, this isn't as bad as I remembered it being or whatever. And then I heard it live, and it was whole, takes it to a whole other place. Yes. And then going back and listening to it after, I've, I've really grown to love it. I do love the song. And when we heard it live at the forum, I brought my mom, and I had not put Walt Grace on her. I had to make her CDs mm -hmm. because she's 
She's more high tech now. She's on Spotify now. Oh, good for her. But a couple of months back, she wasn't. And so I tried to hit songs I knew that they were, or big hits, songs I knew she would already kind of know, and songs I knew were being played on tour. And I didn't put the song on. And it started, and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, please video this so I can just enjoy it. To which she said, the memory on my camera is full <laughs> on her nice. phone. Because she had taken so many photos and videos. I was like, oh, shoot. And I put my phone down as soon as it ended, and she was like, that was amazing and it's i think it's pretty rare that knowing nothing about a song and you go see it mm -hmm. you're just like no that's everything i want that song again and again and again yeah so mary shout out to mary for listening to this episode uh love that song i think that also speaks to what a great song it is that's kind of how edge of desire was for me because i wasn't familiar with it before i saw him do it live mm -hmm. and i was like oh i, I can gotta go back yeah, and visit yeah, the song yeah. Me. yeah so um song meaning though it has a lot of mixed I saw a lot of different things on the internet. So some people are like, oh, this is a metaphor for when he went to Montana. Yeah, I saw that and as well. And some people are like, this is a metaphor for when he left Montana. Mm -hmm. And some people are like, this is just a metaphor for when you mess up and trying to correct it. And I don't see that here as much. Yeah, I don't either. Um, what do you think John's meaning was? Or do you think it was, hey, I'm just literally building a fictitious character? I, I think. And so everyone, uh, there's a lot of disagreement on the on the web about whether this is a metaphor for John yeah. or not, mm -hmm. or if he just wrote the story. Um, and I think probably he, based on his comments, I think he just sat down to write a story. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever tried to create something, it doesn't come from nowhere. Yeah. It comes from you, yeah. right? So whatever's going on inside you. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're like, some people, were, I saw that just read a comment that was like, this is this is just a, a fake story and Moby Dick is just a story about a guy and a whale. Right? Like there's yeah. there's there's deeper levels to stuff. So I, I don't think it was intentional that he was sitting down writing it as metaphor. Same. But I think in the process of writing and what comes out and mm -hmm. what's in your head and what's in your heart and what you're creating at that point, I'm sure there was some part of him, part of his own experience, especially since his experience has only been to write about his experience. Mm -hmm that got imbued into Walt. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think what happened to me listening to it mm -hmm. is what happened to him writing it. Mm. And that's not just to give us a deeper connection. Yeah. That is because I he I saw an interview where he said he like, kind of got the idea, he started writing it, he became obsessed with it. He thought it would be really fun to have a group of friends who every week or every month get together and plan out building a submarine. Nice. Like, you're in charge of this part and I'm in charge of this part. And he yeah. like, legitimately, you could tell, was excited by that idea and thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. That part, I don't understand about him. <laughs> And so he, I think it was just, oh, no, this is a really neat idea. Let's talk about this guy and how he left and what happened to him and what he did. And then accidentally, like, bled in some things that he's felt and he's experienced. And I will listen to no other, I will accept no, no other, other explanations. No other interpretations. But I do understand where people are saying this is a metaphor for when he left and went to Montana. I, I can get that. I think you can get him leaving Montana. You could basically make it a metaphor for a lot of things. Yeah. I, I think if I want it to be a metaphor, it makes more sense to me of him going to Montana mm -hmm. than of him leaving. Um, I agree. Because, you know, like when you're done with this world, yes. it was like, okay, like things are bad. And now it's quiet. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to go there and then, you know, take it from there. Right. Okay. So let's get into lyrics then. All right. What is your, I mean, Misha sets you up here. What is your favorite lyric in this? So Can you, you go, pick a favorite lyric? you go to the first lyric uh -huh, and then and you, you read, read all, all the way, way to, to the, the bottom. bottom. <laughs> so um, in my lyric discussion, I would like to talk about 
why the song means so much to me. So yeah. my favorite lyrics are very favorite are two, which is in, for once in his life it was quiet as mm -hmm. he learned how to turn in the tide. And I'm also a big fan of because when you're done with this world, you know the next is up yeah, to you, which I know there's a one. lot of arguing about that. Like, oh, Walt's already dead, and that's oh. why it's about death. Did you you didn't no, get that in your I research? No, I did not get that. Yeah, no, you guys are wrong. Yeah. Um, just kidding, we're all right because it's art. Um, but some of us are writer. Uh, so I, as everyone knows, especially people who were listened to my apartment for deep podcast, I'm divorced and, um, my ex-husband and I have a child together is my son, Caden. And then he has a child from a previous relationship, Cassidy, whose mom passed away. Who's mm -hmm. like my daughter. Yeah. And so when you divorce someone, it's super traumatic, especially when you have kids and you're not real popular mm -hmm. with certain people. Right. And there was like a lot of chaos. And now we were amicable mm -hmm. in our divorce before like celebrities did it, before it was trendy. <laughs> so not only were people mad at me and, and telling me that I was doing the wrong thing and thinking I couldn't do it, then I had people who were like, oh, well, now that you're doing it, mm -hmm. you're doing it wrong. Oh, like, how nice. dare you be friends? Yeah. How dare you, like, go, we didn't go on vacation, like, and stay in the hotel room, but go on vacation and go to Disney with your kids. Yeah. And I never wanted my kids, especially with the Cassidy factor being so complicated, right. to feel like they couldn't enjoy a holiday or an experience because their parents couldn't get along. So I've really advocated for fixing that immediately. Yeah. So when that's happening, it's super traumatic and you feel like you're going to die. And you are literally leaving one world yeah. and you have to make the next world for yourself and for your family. And even though, you know, maybe like in my situation, you're doing the right thing. There are going to be some haters and yeah, some doubters and they're sure. going to say really horrible things that they can never take back. So I caution you when you speak to someone who's getting divorced, <laughs> what words you choose. Um, and it was like a life of chaos. And I made this new life mm -hmm. for me and Caden and Cassidy and my ex-husband mm -hmm. in a way. Um, that was quiet and I was really proud of myself when I was done. And now I have people come up to me who were in that situation when it happened and say things like, oh man, you handled that really gracefully. Yeah. I mean, I stumbled, like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone else or I did it great cause I didn't, but, uh, kind of like when the friends are drinking at the bar celebrating someone mm -hmm. now, like I get that, like oh, you know, you're really amazing for how you did that, how you put the kids first or whatever. Yeah. Although some would say I lean a little too heavy into the putting the kids first as I've dressed before, but I'm doing better about getting out now. Yeah, the yeah, kids are, are old. Caden's <laughs> almost 18. The kids are grown. So um, I could go into it deeper and deeper and I won't, but that's what hit me when I was listening to it. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I'm Walt Grace. I pedaled off alone. Mm. I finally made things quiet. And and I ultimately, you know, was celebrated for the sacrifice and the hard work that I made. I hope that doesn't sound arrogant. That's it does. I mean and it like, so let me, let me just interject here so I can, uh, so I can vouch for you. Cause I don't know how much we've like really talked about this, like not podcast related, just human related. Mm -hmm. But I, I 100% vouch for everything you said. I think I, I really like sometimes marvel at you and Joe's relationship. And I think so it's... we do have a podcast together. Right? Well, I think, I, think, I think it's just absolutely really beautiful that you guys have been able to like, you know, come to this place of friendship and being... A, a family for your kids mm -hmm. so they have mom and they have dad yeah we're definitely a family just not all in the same house yeah exactly and i think that's i, I know how incredibly challenging that is mm -hmm. you know like um you know i went through my own thing um and like how how do you manage that and you yeah. know i think and you know i handled mine way worse than you handled yours so i will vouch for you on all on all of those points uh, that you have created this what, what at least from my perspective looks like this really beautiful thing for your, for your kids and you know the life that you've created for yourself and that you managed to get through an incredibly difficult time without like 
bottoming out, like, you know, yeah. and, 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 and come back, come out on the other side. So. Thank you. That was very nice. Yeah. I didn't cry. So I'm really Good excited. Good job. You did it. I felt so tense and now I feel so relaxed. Okay. So I also want to say that my favorite lyric is all of them. And, but I want to dive deeper into one. Is that when he says that all I had was a will to work hard and a library card? Mm -hmm. Lucas, does yeah. that not rip your heart out? Did you not feel so bad for Walt? All he had was the will to work hard and the library card. Look what that man did. He built a yeah. whole submarine. He also must have had some money for mm -hmm. some parts. He must be fairly intelligent. But that's beautiful, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so that's, to me, is such a John Mayer lyric. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, so there's a line in Goodwill Hunting where uh, Matt Damon is in the bar he's first meets the Skyler character which is Maggie uh, no Mini Driver mm -hmm. Mini Driver and uh, like some dude from Harvard oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Matt Damon like you know blows him up and recites yeah. the same things he's regurgitating and everything and like next time come something you couldn't learn for like a dollar seventy five in library in library late fees yeah and that like hit me so hard at the time because I was late to college oh, that was so you yeah, yeah I didn't I vibes. didn't go to college for a long time but I did like I did have a library card mm -hmm. and I was legit at the library reading all did you have a will to work hard uh yeah <laughs> I mean I I read all all of, like the the quote unquote great books and stuff that I read I read before college because yeah. I was just doing it because yeah. I wanted to know stuff and going to college wasn't because I needed to be educated I was perfectly capable of educating myself to a certain extent uh, college definitely helped with that but it was more like I needed some formal proof that I knew stuff you know yeah. um, so I, yeah the idea of like you can learn so much on your and that's even more so now there is so much information available on YouTube mm -hmm. available on the internet that if you have the desire to learn something you, you really can, can. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so since we're talking about lyrics I guess we should address if Walt is alive or not what is your thoughts without the internet your initial reaction my initial thought was always that he survived of course I always thought that he survived why um, what is your is there a statement in the song that makes you think that because there's one for me that is like oh he obviously survived because of this lyric um, I just think the song is optimistic in tone. Okay. And so I was never led to believe a pessimistic outcome. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't assume a pessimistic outcome. Also, I am an optimistic human. Yeah. Like, as, as a default, I tend to lean that way. So mm -hmm. I tend to not look for tragedy where there isn't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like... Cause I want the happy ending. I want yeah. things to go good, you yeah. know. Um, so yeah, I don't. Can't, I don't think there's one specific line. I think it's just like the overall tone of the song. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing specifically that would lead me to the other interpretation. So I was super worried about Walt on his journey. Mm -hmm. And what made me feel better, what made me mad, is how his wife told his kids they were crazy. First of all, wife, don't be talking bad about Walt to his kids. We don't know the nature of their relationship. We also don't know the, the that nature doesn't matter. Of it's still rude. So <laughs> they're still his children. You need to be PC. <laughs> yes, but I did you I, not hear I, my speech about having an amicable divorce? Absolutely, but I hesitate to throw judgments on situations I don't, don't know anything about. So. <laughs> I love judging stuff. So, <laughs> but so she, in my mind, was a doubter. She's like, "You're gonna die." So when she got the news, she never expected when mm -hmm. the operator connected the call from Tokyo. I love the way John says Tokyo. By the way, mm -hmm. I'm like, "Oh, well, she didn't expect it, so he must have survived." Yeah. Even though she got the call she planned on receiving. So I'm, I'm, I plan on them calling me to tell me that he died. So she, that's why she's planning on receiving the call. But then she got the news she never expected. Was that he made it. Yes. Right. That's how I 
read it, although I can see where someone would read it a different way because also there is names on the side of the bar and people are drinking and well, where is he, you right. know? So I, and I do feel like, and this is so nitpicky, but mm -hmm. I feel like he, I don't like how he just, I understand where he's coming from, but mm -hmm. I don't love a story about a person who abandons their family. Uh, I feel the and same. And puts himself in danger. Right. We also don't know how old his kids are. Well, see, I thought I did because of this fake video. <laughs> but you're right, I don't know. They, they could, could have, they could their have own been kids. adult kids, yes. I'm not as annoyed. I'm annoyed, but I'm not as annoyed if that's true. The the case, the other, the other argument, the case for him not making it, mm -hmm. is the line at the very end when it says, at the, bar, at the bar with his name on the side, and they smile when, when they, they can. When they can. That caught me off guard, too. So that's the line that most people refer to when they make the case that he didn't make it. I just think he was looking for something that rhymed with man. Yeah. I will, uh, I'm going to revisit this in our discussion questions. I'm, I'm going to save, a, okay. there's a question about that line that will come back for discussion questions, but. I'm going to just ask John himself. If okay. he survived by telling you that John said he did. John did, in fact, say that he yeah. did. That's a widely circulated video, apparently, because you've seen it, too. I didn't um, see it. Oh, okay. I'm going to get into it when I do feedback, because someone sent me a lengthy explanation, but then how he, like, also backpedaled. Like, oh, I got a little too excited and said he survived. Uh, <laughs> no, I, there, there's been there's been more than one occasion where he has referenced that he is. The video I'm referring to was at a Madison Square Garden concert. Okay. Um, at three minutes and 16 seconds in. Okay. <laughs> um, it's right after the last course. It's after the, the or, or going to the last course. It's the call from Tokyo, right? After mm -hmm. the call from Tokyo, he goes, he survived, guys. And, oh, <laughs> nice. Or he's alive, guys, or something to that effect. You know. He so just, the internet basically agrees with us because mm -hmm. in our poll, which I did before the podcast, which uh -huh. is better because I could share the results 80 percent of our followers said yes walt survived 20 percent said no sweet lots of people sent dms with information why they felt one way or the other is there anything else you want to talk about in lyrics before we go to listener feedback and questions um no it's just so beautiful lyrically it it, it really is like oh my god some of these some of these lines some of these rhymes my okay my oh, favorite yeah. of these just from a rhyming perspective from mm -hmm. a like creating uh, a piece of poetry mm -hmm. tongue on the side of his face meant he's working away on his placement or working away on displacement it, the, the lyrics i have in front of me say his placement but it's displacement, displacement. that's yeah. what i thought yeah yeah you're working away on displacement i might say on his placement too where'd you yeah. get your the internet yeah the internet yeah um, but that's wrong he definitely says displacement that's there. what i thought too um and that's just like that's so such a great like how often do you throw displacement into your I don't think you do your lyrics and i love how it paints a picture too um because especially there's certain people like my son caden when he was little would mm -hmm. stick his tongue out to the side when uh -huh. he would have to focus really hard it's just so beautiful. Everything about it, like the waves as big as he'd seen it, deep in his dreams at home, mm -hmm. which also called back to me how scary what I went through was. Mm -hmm. um, it just paints such a picture. Everything, every lyric paints such a picture. And it's an AAAB rhyme scheme, um, which is not typical of John Mayer's songs, mm -hmm. but it's it's just like, it's super creative and I love it. You know, like the, so the first three lines will rhyme, they'll have the same ending lines, and then the fourth line will be different, mm -hmm. but then he'll repeat that pattern and the, the different lines Connected. will rhyme with each other. The yeah. Beelum, Beelum so before we move on, actually, from, I guess, well, I'm going to do it because it's a lyric question. Yeah. What do you think he means by, and for once in, nope, that's not the right lyric. Because um, when you're done with this world, you know the next is up to you. When you're done with your present situation. Me too. Yeah, when you're done with, the, when you're done with this present situation, like, what are you going to do now? Mm -hmm. You know? What are you going to do now? You're here, and now what? And I think it's, like, easy to forget that you actually control 
a lot of how your life's going to be and what's going to happen. So if you're done with something, like the next literally is up to you. Like go ahead and fix it. Yeah, I am a big believer in personal agency. I am a big believer in there's so much that we cannot control, but there is stuff that we can mm -hmm. and that we can do try and do better. And mm -hmm. so um, it's it's super easy in the world to get disheartened and to be like, oh, well, I can't fix the situation or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think to whatever degree I've had any sort of success in my life in whatever way it is as a, a husband, father, human, it's because uh, I have a resiliency to, like, just not give up mm. on stuff. You Accurate. Know? Um, to just not give up on stuff and just keep saying, okay, I can get better. Yeah. I can do it better. I don't believe I'm the best. I believe I, I have an unshakable belief that I can be better, mm. and that's uh, you know I think that is a really important part of my worldview. Is I might mess stuff up now, I might mess it up again in the future, but I can be better in, in the future than I am now. Mm -hmm. I'm not the greatest drummer in the world, but I can get better. You know, like there's always room to grow. I believe I can learn more. I can believe I can develop more. Just be a better human, um, and that has been just like I, that kind of like sums me up. Yeah, that's a good outlook. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to listener feedback and questions, I did also want to say another reason I believe that Walt survived long past my first time hearing the song is because when John played it live at the forum, which I have a video of that I watch all the time, he gets the cutest little smile when he talks about his friends bringing up with a drinking, mm. and I text you, oh, and I saw he did this cute smile, and you were back, he did a cute smile too. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I've noticed in my research that like he sings it so... Like, he's just singing, and he's in the song, and he means it, and it's, like, you know, emotional. And yeah. all of a sudden, he has this little smile, and he, like, breaks in almost like a little jig in his shoulders. <laughs> so that's how I know it's a happy ending. Okay, you ready for the feedback? Yeah. I, 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 I've been hearing so long that there's so much of it, so I'm ready for it. At Simple Stacy says, this song has always played out like a Wes Anderson movie in my mind. We need a Walt Grace movie. Uh, I wonder if uh, she's thinking of a life aquatic I don't know, but I just know that he tried to make that movie out of the song The Heart of... No, I'm sorry, a TV show from the mm -hmm. song The Heart of Life. Like, mm -hmm. the, like we talked about before, this mm -hmm. concept of this kids, like not knowing they were all related. And then a show came out just like it, and I'm assuming that's why it never took off. Mm -hmm. But like the story to tell here in all of his songs is this one, movie or book or musical, which is what I think it should be. Or in a song. Yeah, no, I just think it could be... Whatever. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a lengthy one. It's like a three-parter. Right. At Rosie083 said, okay, this is going to be a long one. I was not really into Born and Raised, including Walt Grace, when it first came out. But like many other John Mayer fans, I've grown to love it. So just like us. When I first heard Walt Grace, I was like, what the heck? Why is John singing about some guy in a submarine? Right. Literally, it's like she wrote what I said. But now it is one of my favorites. Musically, it is so beautiful and soothing. The trumpet at the beginning, the nautical guitar, the marching drum beat, mm -hmm. just what you said. Dang, she really got her finger on the pulse of us. I know some people have used it as a lullaby for their kids, and there's an adorable video of John playing it on the Sob Rock tour for a young boy who held up a sign saying Walt Grace was his lullaby. Mm. Let's all be so glad I was not there for that. Oh and I will gosh. never try to find that video because... That's the kind of guys with babies mm -hmm. or puppies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of John with puppies content or dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she continues in her second part. Lyrically, it is genius. Who rhymes basement with tongue on the side of his facement with displacement? Yes. <laughs> I love how we should probably have her on. <laughs> but somehow it's absolutely perfect. I love all the lyrics, but some of my favorites are, because when you're done with this world, you know, the next is up to you. Mm -hmm. She accepted the news she never expected. 
but with the will to work hard and a library card, and for once in his life, it was quiet. Although it's not a relatable song in the literal sense, I think most of us can relate to having a dream or an idea where your loved ones think you're crazy in that sense. It's such an inspiring song. That's beautiful. Yeah. Right? Can I interject something here? Because I don't yeah, know Yeah, it's our podcast. It. Yeah, you okay. can talk whenever you want. So here's the thing. I'm not sure where it would go in the show, in the show mm-hmm. rundown. So I'm just going to put it here. Mm-hmm. There is a document that exists that, as far as I can tell, tell is authentic. And it's... Uh, oh, is this the history part? Yes. Oh, okay. It's from the U.S. Coast Guard mm-hmm. about a seaman named Walter Grace. Are you being serious right I'm now? I'm being 100% serious. Who was... Got into some trouble in 1966. Wait, hold on. Is this why you always call him Walter when we talk about the song? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And uh, this his trial lasted until 1967. So he's been scamming us this whole time. It's a real story. And it would, but it's the that's about the only part that's connected is the, okay. the year is right and the name is right. But the story is Walter Grace got a little hammered before dinner one night on a boat <laughs> when they were at sea uh-huh. and complained about the service he was getting in the mess hall and broke a plate. <laughs> well, now it's not connected at all. No. But, you know, that document does exist, that there was a seaman on a, on a U.S. Coast Guard ship in 66 uh, that his name was Walter Grace. I'm really interested in the poll that I'm going to forget to post about that. <laughs> what, what poll are you going to say about that? Like, are they connected? Or is it just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's connected. This or is just why we have to have John Mayer on the show. And I feel like... I would only want to discuss with him. I would want to discuss all the things in the world with him, mm-hmm. but only songs we've talked about so far. So we can just get those unanswered questions mm-hmm. and then schedule a follow-up interview with him every six months. <laughs> okay. Like going to the dentist? <laughs> it would be much better than going to the dentist. Uh, Rosie083, who left the last two comments, also cleared up. Um, she added something that we haven't said about the mystery around Walt Grace. Mm-hmm. So she said she found some videos of saying he totally makes it y'all in concert and that satisfied her. She does think there's some ambiguity in the lyrics, and I guess people really agree about that. Um, she said she found this from a Q&A John did. David Flint from Chile writes, I really need to know, did Walt Grace make it to Japan? And I like you not knowing, although I did say the other night in a moment. Oh, no, sorry. This is John's answer. Yeah. Although I did say the other night in a moment of excitement on stage that he totally makes it and heroes don't die. Heroes don't die. That said, I do enjoy both scenarios because even if he doesn't make it, he's still a hero. That's what's great about the story. Even they just find his empty sunken, crashed against the rocks, homemade fan blade, one man, submarine ride without him in it. He's still a hero for doing it. That's what I think. John, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. So at Lisa T. Week says... The best song on the album, The Story of All Grace, was meant to inspire people to chase their dreams. Here is a man who is going through life on autopilot. He wakes up one day and finds the courage to make a change. Everyone thinks he's crazy to pursue his his dreams, but he doesn't let that deter him. After all his hard work, he makes it. John's writing is top-notch, so creative. To get inside his brain is creativity. He likes to write metaphorically, and in the song, he does it so beautifully. The song is so underrated, the album is too etc etc i think that i forget sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a song about inspiring people to follow their dreams because mm-hmm. it just inspired brought back an inspired time in my life which wasn't to follow a dream but it was just like to, to change your situation. present circumstance yeah yeah exactly um which at, is more how i read it too it is yeah, yeah. at 
Sinona Colbertson said, I love that the end is ambiguous. I'm certain that's on purpose. It's like choose your own ending book. And she means choose your own adventure. But I, a lot of people kept telling me it was ambiguous. I don't, I don't think it's ambiguous. Do you want to talk about it now or do you want to wait for a discussion question? Wait for discussion okay. questions. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone gets their time here. Um, at Holly AC589 says, Well, Grace sounds like opening a storybook. It sounds like a journey. The piano and the drums sound like they're saying keep going, which mm-hmm. I would not have come up with on my own, but I agree. About the tough things and what you do to get through them for yourself. Walt is sad and he chooses to put his energy into something. Quote, the next is up to you, end quote. Yeah. It's about keep going even if you don't have support. I feel that. Favorite line, and for once in his life, it was quiet as he learned how to turn in the tide. That one really, oh, I feel like crying now reading Aww. it. Um, I feel this so much. And I agree with her. Now we'll get into the sneakier DM responses. I, I love how her. no one... And I love how the people who do all three, like mm-hmm. they'll DM me their thoughts, they'll answer in the chat box, and they'll comment. Nice. Like, I can't, I need you guys to put it in one place. <laughs> they just want to make sure they get through to you. Exactly. They got to make, make sure they cut through all the noise because there's so much So, so much many chatter. followers. Yeah. So many followers. At Erica Jenny says, what an incredible story song. Makes it seem so real. Um, but how does it end? It's up to you. No, it's not. I, <laughs> well, yeah, it is up to me. At The rest is up to you. Oh, man. At Mentor Talk says, I don't get the hype. The melody is kind of monotonous in my ears. Apparently, I'm the odd one out. I'm not going to hate on this person because they already admitted they're the odd mm-hmm. one out. But I am surprised someone didn't like this song. The song did have to grow on me. I I, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say that this is kind of a this is a grow on you song. This wasn't an instant like, oh, first time I heard it. Oh, that's, this is a smash. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more subtle. I would describe it as a hit song. It is for me, but it's not right. like some right. radio it, friendly. It, it is a subtle song. Like, there's not really a bridge. It's kind of like a musical interlude there, but it's just kind of like him back and forth between these parts. I, I, I buy the, like, lullaby vibe. Yeah. Um, Nursery rhyme, if you will. And I will. Maylene A. Padilla said that uh, the video that I posted is from the same show that she went to at the forum, and I believe it is too. Because uh, I've noticed we both went to that show. And she said, I didn't really appreciate this song until I saw it live. <laughs> I love it now. Yeah. And someone asked, some people theorize, I'm sorry, at JFLAN65, the hockey player All right. from last week, uh-huh. said, some people theorize that Walt Grace actually died. What do you think? But we've already addressed that. Yep. And Nikki Poo 32 whose name I just love because it was easy to say and it's cute. And top it five, it does rhyme. Top five John Mayer songs for me. Lucky to have seen it played live twice. So jelly because I only saw it played live once. You'd say this is top five for you, right? Absolutely top five. Yeah. There's, you know, there's always a little bit of movement within mm-hmm. the top five, but it would never leave the top five. I mm-hmm. want to listen to it when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm tired. When you're ready to cry? No, I, I don't want, no, I don't uh, want it. It'll push me over the edge, so uh, not then. Um, and that is listener feedback. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Lots of great feedback there. Always appreciated. It's it's really wonderful having, um, you know, other opinions besides just our own. I loved every out. minute of it. That's I really great. did. All right, Joe, we got to rate some songs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I think this is an easy one. Obviously. Is this the quiet song or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? Quiet song. This is definitely a quiet there song. There is no turning the ladies on in any of this. He Although, even says ironically, quiet in the song. He so, does. Yeah. Ironically, it makes me love him so much more, which is the next question, but yeah. Yeah, that was not There's the an accidental here. turn the ladies on. Yeah, this is, this is uh, just a, a quiet song. There's no... Yeah. No it's literally quiet. Rakishness about this song. No, no. All right. Uh, and then, so 
I think we know this since this is the song that you've been mm-hmm. sitting on since mm-hmm. the beginning of the podcast. This mm-hmm. was the song you, we we basically did this entire podcast just to do this one song. In a way, yeah. yeah. So how much does this song make John? I mean, make how much does this song make John love Jill? I mean, I would hope a lot. <laughs> how much does this song make you love John Mayer? It is so painful. I guess scale of one to five to make you happy. I'll just say five. But but probably, this is the top of the yes, list, the right? most of all is what I wrote down because. Yeah. As I've said several times, and I don't want to be redundant, John's super handsome. I love a catchy tune. Mm-hmm. I love an edge of desire vibe. I even referred to him as sexy in the you last You did on the last episode. Yes. But this is how was How was the, like, the internet's response Zero to that? Zero feedback on that. No, okay. You're right. I am too professional. I think they're waiting for me to loosen up a little bit. Right. <laughs> I, um... It's it's the lyrics, the beauty in the lyrics in his mind for me. That is the thing I love the most. And so this song is everything I love about him. I love the storytelling. I just want to sit down and talk to him about this song for hours so mm-hmm. badly. <sighs> That's my answer. You? Uh, as, as John Mayer, the lyricist, mm-hmm. yeah, all the, I think this is just a really exceptional job of, of, of songwriting. The song, the, the song for me is not like, it's not in my top five, personally. Oh my, get out of my house. Okay, all right. And so guys, that wraps up this video. Um, it's not in the top five for me, but it's a good song. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's beautifully written. Mm-hmm. I just vibe more with, I maybe there's too much of a of that, you know, rakishness in me. I like, think there is some, yeah. I, 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 I like that. a little bit more of a, of a rebellious John Mayer. But you're also very deep. And you write and speak beautifully, too. So I don't agree oh, with that. You. I think this is your vibes also. Discussion questions. Discussion questions. You're All right. Now excited. we can finally do it. Okay. So I, what I want to talk about is the end of the song. Right? Okay. Uh, his friends bring him up when they're drinking mm-hmm. at the bar with his name on the side. Right. Does the bar have his name on the side because he came back from Japan and uh-huh. opened up a bar? Uh-huh. Or does his bar have the name on the side because he never came back? And it's their way of remembering him. It's like the Walt Grace from Memorial Bar. Well, he could have survived and just never come back from exactly. Tokyo because he's obviously over his wife. Right. So he's like, hey, I'm here. Peace. Um, <laughs> my theory is, mm-hmm. <laughs> just hear me out. Okay. All right. Let's go. That he became so famous and successful that his the bar isn't named after him. His name's on the side. Mm-hmm. So it's like a billboard for his submarine company. <laughs> Okay, now he's launched into full-on submarine manufacturing. I think so. I or they, you know, or just they're so proud of him because they're he's from their hometown uh-huh. that they painted his submarine and his name on the side. I don't think he owns the bar. I did toy with that for a while, mm-hmm. but that's just me. It's more an advertisement vibe. So okay. I'm like, hey, there's our buddy whose name's on the side of the bar because he has like a bar billboard. Well, he doesn't seem to be present in this last Definitely paragraph, not. right? At so, the bar, but he's present on Earth. Yes, but he's not in the scene, right? There you go. So the ca- in the camera where he's mm-hmm. at, he wouldn't be in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that leads some people to think, oh, he didn't survive. But mm-hmm. there are other options, right? Yeah. He could have gone there and stayed. Mm-hmm. He could have come back and left. Yeah. You know, either way, he's not there. But, like, the bar with his name on the side is just like, is that because he came back and opened a bar? Yeah. Or is it just, like... This, we can't believe this guy who's from here did, did this. this, right? And they've got a lot of nerve because they're exact same people who told him he'd fail if he tried. Mm-hmm. Now they're celebrating his successes. Right? I, know I mean, how I, that feels, doubters. <laughs> I could imagine that if you're from an, like a really small town. I mean, we're from Southern California, so we're yeah. never really going to get that small town. But if you were in a kind very of in small, a small town, California style, it's 
Mm, accurate, have, accurate. We're okay. a small town and we have as many people as Honolulu. So, like. We do? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, we're, California's In a this different. city? Yeah. That's, okay, that's for talking about later. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I went through all this when we were trying to move to Hawaii. Got it. Um... Yeah, so if you were in a really small town, like, everybody knows each other. There's, yes. like, 12 of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. guy builds a submarine and sails off to Japan. That's crazy. And obviously, okay, so here's the next discussion question. Mm-hmm. Where is Walt Grace, where is this song taking place geographically? So if he's going to Japan, he's got to be on the West Coast, right? If we're assuming he's in America, he's on the West Coast, because he's... I'm not great at geography. That's the only way to get to Japan. Okay. Is to cross <laughs> the Pacific Ocean from, from here. I pictured him in a farming community. Mm-hmm. Can a farming community be by the beach? So, like, have you ever been up, like, Northern California? Like, maybe into, like, Oregon? No. Oh, okay. Well, um, like, the coast up there isn't super, like, beachy. It's more like, you've seen Twilight, right? Like, the beach they Several have in, in Twilight. Where it's, like, foresty and everything. It's yeah. not, like, Southern California beach. Yeah, okay. Um, that's how I see it. I see it very much like it's in a scene in Twilight now. Okay, so that. yeah, so you're putting him Northern Col- California the, in the, the Pacific Northwest somewhere, came out maybe. Of the water in the second one. Yes, I have nightmares about that still. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I'm scared of drowning. So. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Sorry. You're scared of drowning, and this song doesn't actually. I won't even go like, on a boat. Make you this most uncomfortable thing ever. I literally won't go on a boat. I was just on a boat yesterday. No, never. Really? Sharks, pirates, icebergs. Pirates. <laughs> I just watched Titanic and I had a nightmare. You think there's going to be pirates in Newport Harbor? Yes. <laughs> just think boats are trouble. Oh, my goodness. A submarine. I, I went on the ride at Disneyland. Um, it just was a submarine ride, and ride now it's Finding Nemo, and right. I had a panic attack. Wow. Because we were underwater. Man. It was just like this much water. We went out on a boat yesterday at, uh, from Newport. We left from Newport Harbor, mm-hmm. and was going to be supposed to be out there for two hours. We were only out there for an hour, and the skipper of the boat was like, it's too choppy out here. It's dangerous. And at one point, the boat was almost totally sideways Mm -hmm. yeah it's nothing but trouble so we went back in okay i digress yeah do you have another discussion question oh i kind of like see him as like i was like oh is he like in alaska oh sorry we didn't answer yeah he's in in twilight and he just like goes way far south to get to japan i mean i would share a lot more but my knowledge of geography okay. is so bad i'm my, just gonna make myself sound stupid but i just I, he is obviously by water my guess is that i if i had a, if you made me pick i'm saying he's in alaska alaska yep. and i'm saying he's in twilight pacific northwest thank you yeah all right that was it that i wonder was... if he knows bella well he would know edward because he's a vampire and he's been alive forever so he knows all the cullens bella where have you been loca oh my god <laughs> moving on i have a question yes what song makes you cry? Oh, oh my God. Uh, only two. W- only two? Yes. Pick- okay, so the first thing that pops to my head is What Plays in My Head by Matt and Toby. So Matt and Toby are both in Emory. That makes more sense to you because you've heard me talk about Emory. Mm-hmm. Emory is one of my all-time favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I've seen them 12 times wow. at least Damn. live. Yeah, I love them. I'm a big fan. Um and they did a side project that was a little less rock and roll than the Emory stuff because the Emory stuff's pretty uh, aggressive. And uh, they have a song called What Plays in My Head about losing, it's a fictional story like this, but yeah. like being a person loses his wife in a car accident oh. that he was a part of. Ooh. And so he deals with like watching her die and then like trying to raise the kids and wrestles with his feelings about faith and his feelings about God afterward. And, you know, the end of the thing is just him, This the, the lyrics at the end of the song is random memory of a mm-hmm. Saturday morning of like waking up and the kids asking for... Uh, cereal and blankets and watching mm-hmm. cartoons and just sitting on the couch with his wife and mm-hmm. it's just like 
one of those moments where you're like, it's this perfect like moment that happens all the time that we don't think of. Yeah. Because it's not a big moment, but in the absence of that, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that you feel. Um, The first time I heard it, um, I just started bawling, and I've bawled every time I listened to it ever since. I never want to hear that song. Yeah, I listened to it a lot when I was like really going through the the dark phase of my life. Yeah. Because I felt I had that same feeling of loss, even though it wasn't because of death. It was still a feeling of loss. Yeah. And like those moments. It's not the Lost Olympics. (laughs) The the suffering Olympics. What I said. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, And the second song. That what of the song is a good immediately make me cry. I thought you'd have a lot. I do have a lot, oh, but I'm trying, trying to like just like narrow one. it down. Um, oh, uh, for for strictly personal reasons, mm-hmm. Twenty Three by Jimmy Eat World. Oh, okay. Because I was at work. This is many years ago. I was at work. I was walking around. It was the end of the day. I think I was just cleaning up. I had headphones on, and I was listening to this song. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. Mm. That song convinced me. Like that was it. It was yeah. like you'll so stay. The song's al- not necessarily sad. Yeah, just... you'll, you'll you'll sit alone forever if you wait for the right right time. What are you waiting for, right? Um, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Yeah. yeah. And I was, oh, so now every time I listen to that song, I think of that, this moment of decision of like, yeah. that was, I decided I'm going to propose. Soundtrack I'm to I'm going to marry life. this girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll do it to me. Um, so for good from Wicked, does it make you cry? Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a, that's a uh, absolutely what? emotional song. Do for sure. any of the songs from Hamilton make you cry? Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't say that. Okay, it's what's Quiet the... Uptown. It's Quiet Uptown. No way. Oh my God. No it's way. Quiet Uptown. The most emotional song in Hamilton. Hamilton mm-hmm. is is I forgot the name. <laughs> it's, it's, the one they do backwards. Oh, rewind. Yeah, what is that? Is that satisfied? That song wrecks me because of the sacrifice she makes for her sister and for herself a little bit, but mostly for her sisters. I'm choosing a life of constantly not having what I want. So yes. you get what you want. That's oh, beautiful, man. It's I can't even so I can't, beautiful. I forgot the name. I can't even quote. I was going to try and quote you some lyrics from "Was Quiet Uptown," but I, I immediately no, started welling up. Depressing. So I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah, no, that song's sad. But too. like the like the choir when they sing "Forgiveness." Yeah. And that sense of like she takes his hand. Yeah. And he's like, "That's that's that." Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Lucas, calm down. <laughs> all right. So those are all our discussion questions. I, I can't even hear the opening piano to uh-huh. that song without just crying. Just, yeah, absolutely. That, it's just interesting. A song that also has like. First you know, the opening song about taking their shots or whatever. Like, right. it's so diverse, that musical. But that's another uh, topic for a whole different podcast. One more. I got there one no, more honorable mention. Off. One more honorable mention is Mine by Taylor Swift. Okay. But the Glee version of it. The Glee version of almost every song is my favorite version of a song. And they never did a John Mayer song, but they did mention him once. And I remember being livid, like, how are you guys not doing a John Mayer uh, song? How? You know they would have covered Hamilton in, like, a hot minute. Yep. I digress. It's time to end the podcast. It's almost an hour. Thank okay. you if you're still with us. Yeah. Hey, we, 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 we had a lot it. to say. Yay. Yeah, we did it. All right. So next week is uh, Fan Choice. Oh, okay. I should get the poll up then. Yeah, you should probably put the poll up. Yeah, I forgot again. <laughs> we look forward to what you guys want to do next. Let's keep it upbeat, guys. Yeah, pick something good for us, you know? They like, always do. They always something challenge Something really us. sink our teeth into. Yeah, but not too much because this was emotional for me. Oh, and we're literally running out of time, so... All right, uh, at Mayor Studies on Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Give us that call from Tokyo. <laughs>